It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. This hour always brought to you by... Our dear friend, Dr. Birch, Heather Birch, and Birch Orthodontics. Of course, Dr. Birch does amazing work. And I run myself in particular because our kids went through mm. uh, getting their teeth fixed there in the most pleasant way possible at uh, Birch Orthodontics, that's for sure. And you should, too, if, if, you, if your kid or yourself is in need of something like that. Normally, we extol the virtues of Dr. Birch, as one would, obviously. But this time around, she sent us an email. And uh, I thought it would be neat to read this. It, it again, kind of uh, points to the class of Dr. Birch and who she is and, and, and her thoughts on all of this. Yesterday was one of the hardest days to be a fan of FSU in my 50 years of supporting this team. Of course, my family has already started planning our trip to New Orleans, and that was very exciting. But more importantly, we wanted to celebrate this team. My heart is broken for all the men that sacrificed to stay one more year in order to compete and compete. They did I was so high on Saturday night, not just from winning, but how we won and what it meant. We were going to, to we were going to the playoffs. Excuse me. I know there's nothing to be done or changed, but I wanted your audience to know how much I appreciate the message and actions from our coach and our team. I could not be more proud to be a Seminole at this time. This team continues to impress and teach me how to preserve and thrive. I hope the team and our amazing coach, Mike Norvell, are celebrated and honored by our fans. I also built my business from the bottom up and had to climb where I am today. So I appreciate the effort, the blood, the sweat, the time, the sacrifices, and the courage to battle in the arena. Thank you, class of 2023. Thank you to all the coaches and all of the support staff. You all can carry yourself with your head held high because you have represented the unconquered spirit very well. As always, go Knowles. So that was Dr. Dr. Birch and her message, and I Mm. think it was really good. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Birch. Class act, as always. Yeah, I I will say, striking the balance between uh, the righteous indignation we all feel as Knowles and even those who are just fair-minded, not Knowles, as we discussed. There are plenty of people who who believe that as well. Um, And having a very real discussion about why it happened and how it can be prevented in the future and what does it all mean for Florida State and college football, but also trying to toe that line while recognizing a 13-0 season and all of the things that Dr. Birch just laid bare there to be true, right? You want to have that discussion. You want to say, put the light on that staff, on those support staff members, on those doctors and trainers, and on those, you know, everybody that contributed in some way, of course, obviously the players, to putting together this season. This was one of the most likable teams in college football, yeah. certainly, and it it will go down in history as one of the best and most likable Florida State teams ever assembled. Yeah, I think it's the most enjoyable season I've had doing this. Like, there's not a there's some bad ones to choose from. There's some really good ones up there too. But I enjoyed this more than thirteen. I don't know why. I think it's because of where we came from. We, well, I think we that's exactly a, why, Corey. Yeah, because we went to depths we didn't even think were possible with this program, and then three, four years later, you're you're celebrating a, an undefeated season and winning an ACC championship, and the way they did it, 
And honestly, the fan base, like selling out five straight home games, including Duke and North Alabama and Syracuse and Virginia Tech. I mean, come on. The way they took over Wake Forest, the way they took over Orlando to the point where Brian Kelly said something pregame like, well, I guess this isn't neutral. No, because this team energized the fan base that had been, you know, forced into apathy for years. And then they got they got back up again. And I and that's what's so cool to me about this season is that the Florida State fan base fell in love with this team and fell in love with the program again. No matter what happened on Sunday, that can't be taken away. And all those moments throughout the last three months, man, I just I, I've enjoyed this more than any other season we've done. And also her point about uh, the players are coming back. I mean, I just remember it was this time last year that we started yeah, hearing yeah. right out, you know, that that man Jordan's coming back, uh, Johnny's coming back, uh, the, you know, just Jared Verse is probably going to come back. I mean, so you started hearing that, and it was because of they thought they had a chance to win the national title. So that was the mantra of the football team. Their whole motto, Jeff, yeah, uh, back from from a year ago was. January to January. That is exactly what Mike Norvell and the players rallied around all year. They would talk about it in the spring. They'd talk about it in the season. January to January was what they talked about. And because of corporate greed, they're not going to get to January. Their last game will be December 30th, and it sucks. So I want to, as we get to the questions and queries and comments from everybody out there, Please understand, guys, and I may we may carry it over at some point. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll go back in as we've done before and answer some. There's no chance that we get to anywhere close to all of these questions. I mean, <laughs> 75 on Facebook alone is a record. Wow, wow. wow. That. That's never happened before. And we, in the prompt, I, the prompt, I even said, understand the first hour, we'll probably talk a lot about the selection committee. So make the questions kind of unique. So we're not just going over this, but I don't know. I mean, it's 75 questions. I'm sure there's a lot of repeats. Yeah, and just the point I want to make is we're not trying to screw you, and I'm not trying to be the bad guy here. I know I always kind of yuck it up with everybody telling people I don't care about their questions. That's not true. I do, but I play a role here, and we have a little fun with it sometimes. Uh, but there's zero chance I'm getting yeah. to even maybe half these questions when you combine the Twitter and Facebook questions combined. But with that said, let's, let's get give it our shot. All right, Burke writes, I have great memories of the Orange Bowl and don't view them as the enemy. We will go to this bowl with a positive outlook. All right. Okay. I, good luck. I, I mean, that's well done, Burke. Good for you. Enjoy it. Hey, listen, I like going down to Miami, and I've had nothing but a great time down in the Orange Bowl, save for the loss to Oklahoma in the national championship game. But I, I still rather enjoyed being in Miami every time I've ever gone. I just – it's uh, – I wonder how many people share that sentiment. It's going to be tough. Gonna be tough. You know, uh, you know, I don't mind going down there. Absolutely. Uh, I did talk did talk to one friend of mine who is down there and has a lot of tickets because he he's a uh, Miami resident who goes to a lot of games there, and so he's he always, I mean, he's always got Florida State tickets, but he's also any bowl game. But he said uh, everybody he's all the tickets he's bought like are already accounted for. People have said they want them, so we'll see. I mean. It could be, by the way, there could be a backlash in a good way to, to your point. Like, Florida State fans want to be seen and heard yeah. and supportive of this team. So maybe they say, you know what? You're not going to do that to us. You are not going to cloud, uh, you know, our enthusiasm or our vision of what's possible for this team. So we're going to go down there and and obviously we'll uh, support. It could happen. Um, all right, next question Travis writes, I wonder what you guys thought of Joe Testator laughing and building the Bama narrative during the broadcast of our game. 
Yeah. Yeah. I it did. became it became an infomercial against the ACC. Their so business it, partner, their their TV partner, was politicking for another conference to be at their conference championship game. All, was politicking all three for another of conference. us were there in attendance at the game, Correct. covering the game. I didn't hear it until I got back to town, and I really couldn't listen to a lot of it because I couldn't. I I just I couldn't. But yesterday. They reran the Florida State Louisville game on the ACC network, and I watched some of it. And within 20 minutes, I was freaking seething. I can't imagine this fan base that stayed home and had to listen to that GD freaking infomercial for Bama. What in they the world are we doing? They should have moved the trash can with Jim Phillips sitting in it upside down into the behind the booth. They could have had him in yeah. there. You just see his legs flopping around. Um, yeah, and then the great Joe's Test Tour is going to be in Tallahassee tonight talking to the Tallahassee Quarterback Club. Uh, get, I imagine he's going to get go, a great please. reception. Get, get yeah. on a plane yeah. and leave. And, and you know what? He's going to say, I don't have any say in what the committee does. I'm just a person. Screw you, dude. You're part of the problem. Like, you're part of the problem. You broadcast the sport. He, he loves boxing, right? He's good at boxing. ESPN turned this into boxing, though, where you don't trust – what what we see with our own eyes matters because these judges are corrupt and he's part of the corruption. I don't care. I know that makes me sound like a tenfold. You don't sit there for three hours with a team playing with its third string quarterback that can't throw the ball five yards downfield, finds a way to beat a good offense, has the most dominant defensive effort the program has had in a decade, and sit there and, and stump for Alabama, who gets there every year. Oh. Screw you, man. So, yeah, good luck. I hope you have a great time at the Tallahassee Quarterback Club because, I, again, don't be physical with the guy. Don't say anything about his family. But if you guys want to ask pointed questions about what in the world he was trying to accomplish on Saturday night by, by painting Florida State as not deserving to be in over Alabama, go for it because he deserves all of it. He's That's getting a- paid to be there. Go ahead and throw some arrows at him. Daniel writes, and this is the thing that's frustrating because I think a lot of people feel this way. Nothing's going to change, is it? Well, eight more teams. You got to win your conference. We'll see. You you got to win your conference. At least you know if you win your conference, you're in. You can win your conference yeah, with but, a nine and three record. How, I get it, Ira. I get it. I'm just saying that that is what changes. If you're ten and two or eleven and one, and you don't get in because some eight and four, nine and three SCT team yep. gets oh, in, oh, it's all going to suck. Tennessee, eight and four, Tennessee is going to get in over ten and two, Florida State, all the time. Because they're all, it's what's going to happen. Yeah, their only losses, yeah, their losses were to LSU on the road. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. No, I get it, man. I, I get it. I'm just, I'm saying that again. If you're asked I, what's changing, you would be in next year. It sucks. You would. And here's the thing. If they did have the 12-team playoff this year, I'm convinced Florida State would be would be one of the top four and get a goodbye. All they care about is that Alabama's in. I think they rank it differently. I think they say Florida State is the third, the number three, and they get a bye. Joe writes, if the Big Ten and the SEC invites are on the table for FSU to join, is there a realistic possibility FSU would still choose the SEC, or is that relationship with ESPN irrevo- irrevocably damaged at this point no, I, think I think you you have yeah. to go you got it's like hulk hogan joined an nwo man you've you, got to do it you get you, paid go do it well i well, mean look, you've just been told that you don't matter and that your conference doesn't matter you cannot survive here so you you really can't be picky at this point if you have an <coughs> offer to join one of these two super conferences you gotta go 
Yeah, and there was, you know, and, I, and on the one hand, you sit here and say this isn't fair the way it is right now. And if they go to two twenty-team power power two conferences, and it becomes basically those teams, and then maybe a couple of that larges, that's not fair to everybody else. But I would say this: the the schools that are investing the most in football, that it means the most to, that have the biggest stadiums, have the biggest fan bases, they they need to at least be involved. And then if there's a second tier where schools are not investing as much and they get right. left out, you can live with that. Well, and then I think you could have two different, it's like one semi-pro and another is right. a different lower level. You know, that's all right. I mean, you know, you have major league baseball and triple A baseball and double A baseball. I'm fine with that. I want to know what I'm watching and that we're, we're talking yes. about an equal playing field here. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I mean, I know when I watch Marshall versus Temple, all right. Let's uh, Temple's having a good year. This could be a good game. Like athletes, yeah. you know, it's not the same as yeah, yeah Georgia fa- facing Temple. All right, uh, let, it, let, let us all let us all know the ground rules, you know, before we start. Garrett says, "How do we love college football again?" Garrett, your sentiment is one that a lot of people feel today. Uh, the three of us have are having a hard time with it as well. Um, I, I I don't blame people who feel that way right now. It sucks. What it what sucks the most about it is this team brought out the love that everybody had in college football again. All the Florida State fans fell in love with this team to only be kneecapped in the in the final. But that's what I would say, I guess, to answer that question. is like, man, yeah, this just remember this team. This team did make you – don't let 13 empty suits in a room rob you of your love for this for this program, I guess is what I would say. Not this sport, but this program. But this program does play that sport, so just keep your love for Florida State and, you know, Hope they have another undefeated season next year. So this is interesting, and I have thought about this in a weird way, so I'll entertain it. Uh, 528 Osceola writes, I know it's a long, long, long shot, but if it were to happen, how would Warchant feel if we go and beat the bejesus out of Georgia Mm. and one loss Texas or Alabama wins the college football playoff, but the final AP poll has Florida State as number one? Is that a split national title, and do you account for it? Well, yeah, it would count. I mean, Lord, yes, it would be a national title. It would never happen. It's not going to happen. But, yes, uh, an AP number one, that's how people won national titles of up course. until Before 2013 yes. or 2005 yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, I would say you would absolutely count it as a national championship. Um, yeah, and I think in, in a lot of – and I've had several people text and email about that. So I think it's something a lot of people are holding on to hope for. But like we've said, I mean, there's just so many moving parts to we don't know what either of these teams is going to look like, let alone what's going to happen in the, the actual playoff. If you could get a guarantee from, like, voters or the coaches or somebody, like, look, if you go undefeated, we will give you a real a real thought about crowning you national champs. Well, that would keep everybody maybe on the team. Right. But you're not going to get that guarantee, so you probably won't. It's interesting to me, a lot of coaches, whether it's, you know, Dan Mullen and others, you've heard talk about this, right? They're all aghast. Coaches are really aghast by all of this. I know Jimbo's made some comments to people I know. I know we don't care about Jimbo, but you understand coaches get that the games have to matter and get how difficult it is to go. Not Jim Grobe. Jim Grobe is on that committee. Jim Grobe. I got it. Screw that guy eternally. He's the one head coach in there. But I will ask you, Corey, do we know how Jim Grobe voted? 
Don't ha, how could we? Nobody says a peep after they get out of those right. committees. That's what I mean. like we don't nuclear know that Jim went along with it. What I'm I'm still how does Boo Corrigan not stand up three weeks ago? The first inkling he has that the screw job is on and that it's been spoken about publicly, and you're starting to watch and read the tea leaves. How do you not stand up, Boo, and say, I won't be part of this? I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. At one point, Boo Corrigan could have stood up, stood up in that in that room and said, yeah. guys. I see what's happening here. Let me tell you something right now. You better hope Florida State loses to Florida. You better hope yeah. Florida State loses to Louisville because if they don't, they're in the playoff, bitches, and that's all there is to it. And, and if they renounce that, walk away. You cannot yeah. wash your and hands. Go you cannot and, go, and go public with it. But again, for the yeah. people that don't know, Boo Corrigan, he's the selection commander chair. Select, yes. But he's also the athletic director at North Carolina State. He's one of your conference partners. And um, he, uh, and, yeah, and he got shredded. You mentioned some of the radio people. Luke DeCock, who's a columnist up there, at the, I think News and Observer, yeah. just completely eviscerated him. Basically, for the last two things he's done. One was... NC State was the school that pushed through to get Stanford and SMU and them into the conference, which is ridiculous. And then now he's sitting there in the chair of the committee when when they completely devalue everything about the ACC. I mean, that that decision, it did not reflect on Florida State. it, It reflected on the ACC. They called you a minor league. Yeah. Yep, they, and you went along with it. Literally called you a minor league when Greg Sankey is politicking on game day for ninety minutes and saying one of these things is not like the other. He is telling you that your league is insignificant. Yep, man, where and are you? you? Where's Phillips? And you, and you just backed him up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Good you point. Yeah, that is a good point, Sankey. Yeah, it maybe he wants a job in the SEC. Maybe that's why right. he did it. Maybe he's pissed off about what happened in August, which well, granted, Corey, I, I've Florida State this. is trying to leave the conference, all so right. he's pissed so off about this because there's several questions on this, so I can group them all into one. Then, okay. So for anybody who asked about this, here's your, here's the answer to your question. Think about how short. It is to have the vengeance on your mind. If you're Jim Phillips and Boo Kerrigan, you're mad at Florida State. So because they publicly announced that they don't want to be in this conference because they can't compete financially. And so your your act of revenge is to say nothing and do nothing and to sit idly by and remain impotent in the face of overwhelming tyranny. And you're going to go, oh, well, screw it. I don't care because I hate Florida State. Well, yeah, you're out of a job, ass. The conference doesn't doesn't exist anymore in a year. I don't believe that's what happened just because I don't think that they're – I think they – there's no way they're that dumb. But, you know, to – cost themselves money that they would get from being in the playoff and then also embarrass the conference. I don't believe they're that dumb, but it doesn't change the fact that they still didn't do anything. They're incompetent. Or, yeah. They're incompetent at the very best. They're incompetent. And Phillips, I agree with that. Phillips just not being anywhere at all. When this whole conversation started it, it, out front, anywhere, not having I, Hey, credit to Adelson and credit, credit to Hale. They're the only ones that fight this fight, but it doesn't matter because they're kind of, they're on a, a much, much a network with much lower ratings. They're never on game day. They're never on ESPN proper because they're from the lowly ACC. Um, well, last thing on that though, real quick, a lot of people to your point, and I'm sure a lot of the questions are, does this tell us we have to get out of the ACC? They knew they had to get out of the ACC. They, they're doing everything they yes. can. They've spent the last 18 months trying to get out of the ACC. This didn't validate that. They already knew they had to get out. 
Uh, B-Rad writes, yay, sausage. And I would like to congratulate our fantastic 2023 Knowles football team. I don't want to take away from them at all. Your thoughts on whether or not they should now go out and get a portal quarterback. It's a very good yeah, question. It, it, what what really what really sucks about all this is, man, we would have a pretty good idea about Tate Rodemaker uh, if he'd have gotten to play against Louisville. We don't. We have no idea. And I don't think we have an idea about Brock Glenn. But we all saw that, and that wasn't a great first impression. It was an impossible situation to be in, but it was a, it was not a great first impression. And I don't think they know. I don't. I don't like. I don't. In I don't know. I would have been so much. It would have been so important for Tate Rodemaker's development and for the 2024 season to see him in that game and how he performed. And they didn't get to. So yeah, I th- yeah. there's question marks at that position. Yeah. I, I thought if one of them played really well and I, they were both put in bad situations. Yes. I felt like if one of them played really well, it would give you an, maybe the idea to not go get one, Correct. but, but based on what you saw, they have to go get one. I think I, I think they probably do too. And I've changed my opinion on that. I was dead set against it. I didn't think you could find somebody that appreciably changed the outlook of your season next year. Now I'm not so sure. So buddy. And there are, uh, I, I think it's open season in the portal. I, and it only because like, I, I, I don't think you could take a step sideways or a, I don't think you can take a step back. And I'm talking about a tiny step back. Eight wins doesn't cut it next year. This roster is currently constructed. It's not a playoff team. It's not a 10 or 11 win team because it's so young and there's so many unproven players. Yeah, but Corey, you can't, it's not sustainable. I know it's not sustainable. It's this year. It's a one-off because of of what just happened. More Uh, on that in a bit. We'll have to certainly tackle this discussion on future Seminole headlines. 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. More of your questions in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. More questions. Let's keep them rolling here. Gentlemen, this is from R.A. Andrews. Thank you for your great work. The look on my son's face when Gene said they screwed us during the Sunday show was terrible. And ESPN, knowing the shaft was coming, and keeping the camera on Coach Mike Norvell was even worse. I say send Corey to NOLA and protest and scream at every live shot during game day. There you, oh, there you go. Get me a sign or something that said the fix is in or something oh, like that. Dude, well, I would encourage everybody to attend that and have a sign that says how, the fix is in. How about that, though? How about them? Somebody from their staff calls ESP, calls FSU and says, hey, we want to set up a live shot when we, yep. when we announce it. Yep. And then – as Asla and I, Asla and I stopped at a Waffle House on the way back so we could work during that window, and uh, so we're sitting there and we pull up the stream on our phone or whatever. And Aslan goes, "Who's that guy?" And it was like Harry Lyles or something. Right. I don't even know who the guy that was. That was another sign. Aslan's not in. That's what we were saying. We're like, you can't feel good when that guy shows up for your live shot. Yeah. Like, well, who who are you? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Marty not, Smith. Not, Marty Smith is at Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> some dude we've never seen before who might, might be great. Tell. Harry, you might be awesome. I've never seen you is in Tallahassee. Well, that's might have been the, tell, but... the next guy down on the questions here said that uh, Brad wrote, Jeff talked about this on the JCS. Why in the hell did we have to watch a party with a camera there? That was heart wrenching out of all the years of the college football playoff. I don't think I've ever seen a team host a watch party and then not get selected. That's just cruel. Yeah. Well, and they listen, man. Reese Davis can say all he wants that they don't know. They the, know. They've, they've known, known for, yes, for weeks. Yes. 
It is crazy. And that really bothered me beyond reason. Like, I'm still mad about that. That is nonsense. You get played, yeah. and then they want to, con- you know, survey the room so you see the shock and look, look of dismay and, and, and grief on it's- players' faces who just got done sacrificing the way we've described. And then Mike Norvell, who has to gather himself knowing he's got to address his team. But he has mere seconds to do so, and he's trying to contemplate, what do I say to them? What do I tell them about all that they've just accomplished and all that they committed to in the way of sacrifice? It means nothing? Yeah, it was perverse. And and the thing, and it goes to the bigger issue, and this has been going on forever, And but behind the scenes for people that aren't in the business, ESPN, because they pay the bills, just like all these networks, they get access that nobody else gets. And so there were people in the media – they reached out to Florida state and were like, Hey, you know, if you, are you guys doing something? Cause they've done it. I mean, how many times have we been at Mike yeah. Martin's watch parties for FSU baseball or Leonard Hamilton? And I've sat in hotel bars with Leonard Hamilton yeah. for announcement shows. I mean, that, that's, that's very common. And, and nobody was allowed in except ESPN because they pay the bills. But this is where you get in the situation going back to 2013 when Jameis was being treated the way he was being treated which in a lot of cases was unfairly by ESPN, Jimbo lost his blank on, on people that came from ESPN. But it's it's almost like there's never schools never push back. And so the question, you know, if, if game day wants to come here or Herb Street wants to come down, you just have to bend over and take it even after they just did that to you. I mean, I don't think there's – but you can't – if you freeze them out, that's not going to help you in recruiting and everything else. So the schools are in an awful situation. I don't think I could, with a straight face, if I were Mike Norvell, have a conversation with Kirk Herbstreit. I agree. Yeah. I don't think I could. He could enter my office. I know what he represents. I know who he is. And I could not not say something that would end the conversation very quickly. It would be tough. It'd be impossible. He loves – I mean, do we doubt – this is a lot of coaches. It's not just Mike Norvell. But when you're in it, man, when you work that hard with these kids and you ask them to sacrifice everything, including their future health, for you in this program, you can't – you love them. You love them. If somebody offends or aggrieves somebody you absolutely love, anybody in your life that you love, there's no chance you're going to humor them at at a table and have a conversation. If anything, it's going to take everything in your power not to assault them. And I, I also love how these guys, Herb Street and Reese and all these people, they go and they you know get out their iPhone and record these heartfelt messages about how how much you know and explaining the situation. Here's the thing: if you want to screw over a school and a fan base and all these players, do it. But then don't ask everybody to like you in the end. Just move on. Yeah, you're part. You you never once, never once did Herb Street. It just. Again, we I know we got questions. It, it just bothers me when you played the sport. Like, would Herb Street have said, because he was a backup at Ohio State before he became the starter, if the starter got hurt, would Herb Street have agreed if a bowl was like, look, we're not taking Ohio State because Kirk Herb Street is now their starting quarterback? No. it's It goes against every fiber of an athlete's being. And he was an athlete, a high-level one. He started at quarterback at Ohio F and State. So he knows what big boy football is. And he just, he got, that's what happened to him. So good for him. Troy writes, should the team have an on-field protest at the bowl game? 
I, you know, yes, I was, yes. I, Who cares, what, Ira? What kind of, well, what kind of protest? I, I could see some walk sort of off like the a, field, but come out and flags. Come on, man. Play flag football. Tell them you want to play a flag football game. I don't. I think you got to respect the sport and the the Orange Bowl. I think you got to play, but I would say some sort of you know armbands or something. You know, I think is uh, in order. Jeff, what do you think? I would love for them to boycott the game, but I know it's not plausible. It's not feasible. It's not something they're going to do. I I do think that there's there's a need to certainly uh, showcase uh, the, your cause, uh, but I I understand that it's 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 probably not going to happen, and I understand the reasons why, but I I would like them to protest in some way, and I don't know how. I don't know what would. Well, the only protest they really could have that would make a difference is not showing up. But that probably. Well, that that would make a difference, Corey. But that would adversely affect them as well. And so what I'm saying is, if there was something, I don't know what it has to be. I mean, typically when things like this happen, you get the old join hands and walk out together thing. Maybe have a. Maybe go out for the first play with 13 players, and then for the. First play on defense, go out with 13 players. How about just go out on every play? I I like that one, buddy. How about every play go out with 13 players? And they just cancel the game. They just cancel the game because Florida Florida State's not going to play by the rules. Play by the rules. (laughs) Yeah. They're playing with 13 guys the whole game, and they just keep getting flagged for it. Yeah. Do that until they cancel the game. Uh, Ben, will the gutless fraud Kirk Herbstreet ever be welcomed back in Tallahassee? Well, we were just talking about this. I, it's uh, tough. Like, the game day will be back at, ES, at Tallahassee at some point. It will not be good for him. And and they need to understand that. Again, they just gonna, they're going to hide behind, we're just talking heads. We don't make the decisions. We we don't have any input. Any input. Yeah, you do. Jim Grobe doesn't watch football, man. He's getting – all his talking point, I mean, maybe Jim Grubb's a bad example. There's plenty of other better examples in that committee. They're getting their talking points from you. You are shifting and changing the narrative. Yeah. You matter. And for yeah, this... you to just wipe your hands from it after it happens and say, I'm just a talk, I'm just giving my opinion. Bull crap. Yeah, this is different to me than some of the stuff in the past, like Jeff said earlier, that things that you know we can dismiss when people say, "Oh, why are they so mean to FSU?" and why yeah, is it they the just SEC don't agree with your point of view? You, right. you can ignore all that, and you can and and it's some of that's defensible, but this is there's nothing, there's no defense. So you were part of this scam to screw Florida State. Yeah, you can't be welcome. I, yeah, man, I don't if, if game day ever comes again, I can't even imagine. Well, I think the part that is really difficult here is that it's intellectually dishonest. He knows what he was doing. It's one thing to say, I think this team is better than this team. It's another thing to say, I disagree with the university's action following a scandal or whatever it might be. Even, you know, you get that. It happens. I mean, we're dear friends. We disagree with each other all the time. I don't think that, you know, it's sinister. I'm just like, oh, Corey and I disagree on this. I and I disagree on this. Whatever. Yeah, this is sinister. (laughs) <laughs> this, it is. This, it's sinister. Yes. I mean, to me, I, well, anyhow, the reason I say it's intellectually dishonest is that he kept talking about the best, the best, the best, even though they've never done it that way. It has always been the most deserving. And I, just, yeah. I got you. I just got done talking and laying out all these examples yesterday. There are a million of them. They this were going to find whatever they were going to find, whatever criteria they could hang their hat on. 
And it's just like the same thing with the player. Yesterday when Herb Street was on uh, McAfee's show, the, all he all he brought up was, at least in the clip I saw on social media, was there's it says it right there in the criteria that if a player's injured, that could affect blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it could. But that it doesn't mean it, mean has, it to. has to. It's not and it never has. And it never has. Nope. Nope. And and uh, again, man, it's just it it, it uh I had something I was gonna say and I forgot it, so move on. Well and they in and the reality is been game day may be back. I mean they're they've got some yeah. games coming up with like Georgia and Alabama. We'll see if That'll those games may play, but you know, I mean it's uh it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um oh also what I meant to say is they never ever brought up Alabama needing a fourth and thirty one miracle two weeks ago. Ever. Yes. Like, it wasn't like, oh, they lost to Texas and then all of a sudden took off. Because that I could get behind. If they had beaten everybody by 40 points and Brock Lynn was going to be the quarterback in the playoff, I could right. I could get behind. Look, yeah, man, it's for a, it, this is a show. You need the best four teams. I'm not convinced Alabama is one of the best four teams. How could anybody say that after the barely beating an Auburn team that got housed by New Mexico State? Housed. Right. And they went out there and lost, beat them by a point on a fourth and 31. And I'm convinced that if Alabama had lost that game to Auburn, which they should have, and then still went and beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, Georgia would have got in. Georgia would have got in. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matthew brought up Brooks was going to, yeah, he's talking about uh, Brooks was going to uh, to win the Doak Walker for Texas, but he's out for the season now with the ACC, ACL injury. We didn't hear that once. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. There, there are a lot of examples. It's true. Really quickly, get one in here. Uh, being done with Dion has slowly been chipping away, but I'm officially there with him going on national news shows now talking about how Bama deserved to get over FSU because you can't have a playoff without Alabama. My question to you three fine gentlemen is, do we give the number two to a water boy or a walk-on? Huh. Yeah. And, and be above so it. Just be above it. Be above it. He did a lot for the program in the infancy of the dynasty. Um, he was very, very important and impactful. Just be above who who he has become. Yeah, well, it all goes back to he's he's still mad that Florida State didn't hire him, even though he'd never coached before and didn't have a degree. So that's where we are. But uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, he's he's looking out for him. He's not looking out for Florida State, obviously. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Seminal Headlines rolling on. Final segment. Let's get to some more questions. Um, <laughs> if Auburn, well, yeah, I think you guys have been talking about this. If Auburn had been had beaten Alabama and everything else played out the same way, is FSU still five with Georgia taking the number four spot? Yeah, I think it's possible. And, but, and that also, you know, and again, that's just that video. It looked so bad at the time, the way Herb Street and, Re and Corso got so ex – or not Corso, Herb Fowler. Street and uh, Fowler got so excited when they were jumping when Alabama around. won that game. I mean, it was like, man, why are you guys so fired up about that? So what's funny about that is I'm watching – you weren't watching it. I watched it happen on my computer at, at the Florida press box, the same press box they were in. And everybody that saw it went like, yeah, oh, like, oh, my gosh. They didn't jump up and down like school children. That's not a normal reaction. That's who, like a who, hey. I mean, who would be crazy. that happy? Who would be that? Happy? It would be like being so fired up at the Yankees pulled out a win against you know the the Indians or something at the end of a. I mean, why would you be that? Was, Ira, the Guardians. Um, sorry, the Guardians. Come oh, on, I, man. I didn't get twenty twenty three, man. I'm bad. I'm my bad. Now let's talk about these Seminoles some more. 
Uh, Scott thinks that uh, we should have a banner up in Doak after we finish 14 and 0, but up to 2023 with the world unconquered with the word unconquered underneath it. It avoids that UCF vibe of claiming a national championship, of course, but also uh, is a valid claim for Florida State to honor this team. I love I that. that. Yeah, it's a great idea. I don't think it needs to be 14 and 0. I think it needs to be 13 and 0. I am again. We'll disagree on this for the next three weeks. Not disagree. I think Ira and I are, are in lockstep for the most part. This game will not be a representation of what this team was, in my right. opinion. Yeah. Let's honor what just happened. 13 and 0 ACC champions unconquered. That should be the banner. Unless they beat Georgia, then 14 0. Then 14 0. Add, yeah, scratch out if the they three beat and put the Georgia, four. Then yeah. go ahead and make sure it's 14 0. And say yeah. national champs underneath <laughs> it. Oh, man. So there are a bunch of people, both on Facebook and Twitter, that have alluded to the fact that they think that Florida State, if possible, um, let's say they're stuck in a scenario by which they cannot get out of this godforsaken conference for four, five, six years, and they don't want to get, uh, well, they're not sure what they should do, that they should choose independence and go independent and play Notre Dame every year amongst others and see if you can cobble together schedules. I've heard that a lot. I don't know that it's possible, but I've heard before that it's not crazy. I'm sure you've kind of heard this behind the scenes too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, like, again, they are so desperate to get out of the ACC. I think it's one of the things that they've considered, but it is pretty crazy. Um, I mean, it's just yes, hard. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, who would uh, you schedule? Who would you schedule? And I mean, understand that even if you go 12 and 0 as an independent, there's no, there, there will be nothing in the contract for this college football playoff committee that says they have to take you. Uh, you're not, yeah, you're not going to get the same deal. Notre Dame, you Notre, don't get Notre an automatic Dame, bid. Yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame always gets that. They're always at the table. Florida State, I don't think would have, have that. No, I don't either. I agree with you. Um, <sighs> Jeffrey writes, so first I'd like to restate what I'm sure has already been said. This team should be congratulated on a fantastic season for the ages, and they certainly deserved better. It doesn't seem like a feasible scenario to boycott the bowl game outright or to walk off the field at kickoff, but what's to stop FSU from doing something like calling 60 kneels in a row and simply standing aside on defense every play in the game? Well, I, I, I like, so it could be like a Cumberland, Georgia, just make a mockery of the game because yeah. they just made a mockery of your whole season. I get that. And I would have no problem with it. I think it would be great. I would just war. I would, you need to warn your fans ahead of time. They're going to spend money to come down there and watch that game that, Hey, we're going to do this. And so they could stay at home. That would be my only, I have no problem with that at all. Walking off the field, taking knees, right, right. playing with 15 guys on the field every play, doing something outlandish. Just let your fans know ahead of time you're doing that. I object to all of it. All right. I'm on record. I know. Iris, Iris an old, Iris an old, uh, he's a pure, he's an old pure. soul. Pure. You're pure of heart. I got you. I think you could be pure of heart and still want to see some ultimate FUs thrown out there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I you can wear t-shirts or have a armband or something. There's a, a sticker that, Maybe like an FU sticker or uh, like can you that. do like um instead like I wish there was like a college football playoff CFP logo and they could like rotate the F before the C and the P. Mm. Uh, um, I don't know. Oh, F yeah, to college playoff. I don't yeah, know. They could just wear college football playoff on their – they could just buy patches and put them on their jerseys. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Michael writes, FSU, we just don't think you can compete with the best teams in the country. Also, we're ranking you ahead of a team that has one loss, one loss in two years. Yeah, <laughs> Enjoy yeah. your bowl game, kids. 
Yeah, I said the same thing when I saw him put him at five. I said, "Oh, that's just insulting. That's yeah. just insulting." You don't think now? Talk- hey, Jim, <laughs> cut to the cut to the Moore Center. Let's see the reaction. Yeah, they're fifth. They're fifth. They're excited. They're going to the Orange Bowl. That's a tiny window to fit a team in. Not good enough to beat Alabama, but good enough to beat Georgia, who lost Alabama by three points. So that's a really that's a really tiny needle to thread. That they're they're better than Georgia, but not as good as Alabama, who again beat Georgia by a field goal. Uh, Patrick writes, Serenity now, Serenity now. Looking forward, do you guys think this snub will cause more players to stay to try to get to that championship offer? No. No. Not more players to stay. I, I again, we, I was talking about this one of the last segments. I think it was a call to action. It was a call to arms. Tom Lang was on there 20 minutes after it happened saying, you've got to donate. You've got to give money. Now, he was more about get out of this conference. But the battle's in is setting record numbers. Yeah, record numbers of people signing up. Stephanie signed up. Like people are, people have been moved. This is a movement, and there is nothing that says you can't really reload next year. The portal is more open than it's ever been. There's a lot of great players in the portal. Well, you can go get yourself a lights out football team, a lights out football team. There's yeah, no rules against it. That that if in fact, and to your point. If, in fact, people are going to set records for joining the battles in and they're going to go wildly over their projection for what they thought they were going to have based on membership going into the next season, it changes the math. Oh, they, it fundamentally they, changes the math, yes. I think he was wanting, like, I thought he said that he wanted, like, 600 new new memberships. They're over 3,000. That was yesterday. Like, well, uh, the, only thing I, I, the only thing I'd say, though, is, man, like, you don't, I, I just, I, it's awesome. People keep doing it, but if you're talking about people joining it, a hundred bucks or sixty bucks, or yeah. that's, I mean, that's different than somebody. Well, the minimum, bucks, yeah, you know. I mean, the minimum is two hundred forty dollars a year. That that's the minimum. So even if three thousand by that, you're talking about over a million dollars that that they weren't expecting to have. But I think obviously there's more people giving more than that. Right. But again, this is a call to action. This is what this was like. You can't get screwed. More, worse than any college football team, uh, probably, in the history of the sport got screwed, and then go eight and four next year and give them a reason to say, see, Florida State wasn't that serious anyway. They don't have a real quarterback. That was a one-year wonder. They were all Jordan Travis. Well, like, you can reload. You can reload this year. I mean, and it, I'm, I agree with you. I I mean, I, and we love the premise. It's awesome. But I don't know that you're going to be able to build a super team, you know? I, no, but I do you know. think? but do you think it became more adamant, more urgent? after what happened Sunday to make sure 2024 like. is a good, good year again. Um, Kyle writes, hello guys. What's your favorite road trip snack? <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. There's two categories. There's sweet or salty. Like Corey doesn't like sweets really. No, um, except Reese's. Uh, I'm about Reese's. I like Reese's. You know, I did have a, I, I I actually saw a question. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, no, I want to hear your take on Reese's. I'm sorry. Um, I uh, I did see a question uh, that I wanted to bring up to make sure it got mentioned was uh, where were we? They said they knew where Jeff, they knew where you were when the announcement came out. I mentioned that we, as and I were at the, the Waffle House. Corey, where were you when the announcement came out? I was in the lobby of my hotel getting ready to leave. Z Chan was in the lobby of the hotel watching. So hey, I Z watched Chan it. Was in the Z Chan. Watching. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, he was at the uh, – so we were at the like the bar slash lobby of that Homewood Suites. 
um, watching that have. And when Texas popped up at number three, you knew I'm like, yeah, that's the, the, the Florida. That's they, a wrap. Texas hasn't been ahead of Florida State all year. The only reason they're ahead of Florida State now is because they got to get Alabama. Correct. So I was at, yeah, I was in the hotel. And I was like, all right, see, I told Z Chan and his friend, like, all right, see you, and just walked out with Stephanie and we got in the car. I was yeah, in the middle I, of my hash I was in the middle of my hash browns and I had to stop to 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 get the story. We'll always remember where we were. So will every Florida yeah. State fan. They will remember exactly where they were the day college football lost all like our it's like our JFK moment. Speaking yeah. of conspiracies. Man. By the way, really good documentary on uh Pride, maybe about the doctors that worked on him at in by the way, apartment. um you guys would have been proud of me as a as a not a friend, maybe as a friend. But more as a co-worker and a committed one at that, I was in uh, a little place called Sandersonville, Georgia. Mm. And I was next to a railroad track and a wood chipper. Yeah. And I was able to angle in my car into a Dollar General to try to get some Wi-Fi. So we have wood chipper, railroad track, Dollar General, and me holding my phone to weigh in on the car. Bending Florida State over. That is dedication, guys. That is dedication. That, that is, is dedication. dedication to join that post-game show and just a farce. Unbelievable. I think we're done with questions for now, guys. There's so many. I can. I will try to answer some on Twitter here. I promise you that. We could just run it back next week. We don't have to solicit questions next week. It's going to be the same type of questions probably. Um, yeah. And I, I did want to say the white cheddar Cheez-Its has been my go-to here recently on the road. Just throwing that out there. I don't think I've had the white cheddar Cheez-Its ever. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah. White cheddar cheeses. I gotta go with it, the uh, when you what? I was gonna say when you put it in your mouth. I gotta go with the uh, the circus peanuts classic standby. Oh, classic! Oh, I just have a Corey's, Corey's reaction. <laughs> Racy. I know that uh, I, I I know they're bad for me, so I rarely get them. But if I ever get a chance to really get down on some hardcore ruffles. Mm, ruffles, yeah, well, like a sour cream ruffles. Yeah, those things are ruffles. the truth, man. I, yeah. s- I saw you getting after mine at the the house in Charlotte. I, I was drinking, and something 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 in me. Thank you, director, and thank you, Coriara. Thanks to all of you. And uh, we're gonna get through guys. this. We're gonna get hang through this. Hang in there. This too shall pass.